And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. ArchD 107.9 Life, Michaela Howard-Jones joining you here this evening. And I am so super excited to be joined by the lovely, the beautiful Maddie Ford. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to the show. This is actually the second time you've done one with us. Yeah, I know. But last time was not in person. In fact, if I can re-embarrass you, I think last time we did a show, (laughs) we were like FaceTiming while recording and you were cooking chicken, like a cooking dinner for your family. Yeah, yeah, and I had gloves you on did. and like everything because I've got a whole thing. I don't like touching garlic and like I was trying to multitask, but really unsuccessfully. I know, yeah, like talking about, and it was for the plenary council, of course. So yeah. talking about all of these big, deep philosophical, like life journey yeah. questions while trying to like cut up chicken and still, you know, yeah. feed your family. But yeah. uh, no, yeah. we've got your full attention today. You do. You do. Probably a good thing yeah. too. So great to have you back. Uh, so like I said, last time we had you on, we were talking a little bit about the plenary council. And just before we really get into it, so much has happened since then. Do you want to give us like the 15 second rundown on Maddie Ford's life between then and now and where you are now and why you're here as well? Yeah. Wow. 15 seconds. I'm not going to time you. That was yes, just thank <laughs> you. Because I'm like, that's not going to work. Maths isn't my strong suit. We're going to overshoot it times five. Um, yeah. So... I think when we first spoke, that was just after the um, first gathering of the Plenary Council, which was um, October 2021. And obviously, um, as we're still experiencing everything, um, COVID was happening in the world and I was um, based in Sydney. So I was locked down, um, living with my aunt, my (laughs) uncle, my cousin, their dog, who I adore as well, um, and doing this really sort of significant meeting um, online in my bedroom. Huge event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, From your pajamas. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) What is it? Business up top and like comfort. Pajama pants on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Doing all of that. And so, yeah, it was, um, really, really big. And, and then um, I, I spoke at that plenary council and I think we spoke a bit about it. And I did an intervention um, and I think it's since been um, publicised by the Southern Cross and a couple of other um, outlets as well and um, sort of just drew attention, I guess, to the reality of people living in this world and mm. how in everything that we're trying to do at the plenary council people should be at their center mm. um and so that sort of leads into there was the second meeting of the plenary council and it was in sydney and it was face to face and it was 280 people um in a room um on tables of 10 speaking to people that you know you probably wouldn't have spoken no. to in your life so on my table i had um two bishops, um, I had a vicar general, I had priests, um, and then I had two incredible lay women as well. Um, and then there was little old me that brought the <laughs> age average down quite significantly. Yeah. Um, Talk about yeah. an outlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so, but 
you know, on my table, I was an outlier, but in the room, there were many, um, many young people, young women and men, um, really trying to have, um, people within the the Catholic church or people who encounter the Catholic church as well, just in their daily lives, um, whether through education or social services or healthcare, you know, all the sort of areas that we're in, how are we ensuring that we, um, are being the best to prioritise these people that we sort of encounter and so that they know that they're loved and welcomed and belong and and we're there for them. So there were incredibly passionate people um, and obviously when you have incredibly passionate people and um, we had everyone from all walks of life, you know, things happen. I can Um, only imagine. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, it was definitely an experience and um, uh, a massive sort of learning curve and also um, some real moments, I guess, of uh, discernment and reflection um, where I think I really grew a lot stronger because I had to. Um, So lots of those moments. So that happened and um, the decrees passed and yeah, this is why I'm like, it's not 15 seconds. Um, so I, th- I promise I'm not counting. I but. know, I know. So that happened um, and it was incredible and there were so many incredible people representing Adelaide and representing young people and representing women and mm. it was really, really great. Um, and so at the time, were you still, you weren't living in Adelaide. No. But were you representing Adelaide? Yeah, so I was kind of representing Adelaide. I guess that's where sort of my experience and my knowledge came from. But then just in general, I was representing um, young people and women in particular as well. So I was sort of carrying um, all those roles and and really trying to ensure um, that people were at the centre of everything that I was trying to do. Um, So... I was doing that um, and then in the middle of that sort of plenary council journey as well, um, really unexpectedly, um, I was nominated for this international advisory body Um, and so it's this relatively new um, youth advisory body that actually um, is inside one of their dicasteries in the Vatican, so... I'm on this incredible 20 young people strong um, advisory body and we represent and advise people in the Vatican and and people all over the world. So um, that's also been a really unexpected (laughs) journey. You're um, starting to paint a picture of a very, very busy woman. Yes, yeah, 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 (laughs) uh, definitely so. And Um, in all of that, you've just recently moved as well, which is like... Oh, it's such a pain in itself. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but how's the journey back to Adelaide been then after being away for a significant time? Yeah, yeah, two and a half years I was in Sydney and um, I think I learned a long time ago to not have plans because I make plans and then opportunities come up and I'm such a yes person and this is exactly what happened. I was in Sydney And an opportunity arose in um, Catholic Education South Australia um, and it was sent to me um, by someone um, who's a close friend of mine, um, Father James McAvoy, um, to try and draw me back to Adelaide (laughs) and it worked. Um, So I applied for this role. So I'm now 
I'm working in Catholic Education South Australia um, as the senior advisor for ministry. And that is sort of a newly formed team that has um, their Catholic office for youth and young adults. It has RHD. (laughs) um, It has um, family formation as well. And it also has um, the Catholic School Music Festival, which I was involved in. 15 years ago as well so it's kind of like all these (laughs) programs and initiatives and people that have just been doing some incredible things in Adelaide and I'm now in this really privileged space where I get to um, work with them and learn from them too. But what no better person for the job than someone who has been like so lucky as to actually be a part of all of so many of these initiatives when you were like a younger person. You're definitely still in the young person age bracket. Thank you. But as a a school as a school engaged person. Yes. That's the right language. Um, so I'm hoping we're gonna get into and so this um What's the official title? Like you said it to me like three times now and I yeah. always forget. Yeah, no, me too. Still new, week <laughs> two. Um, so Senior Advisor for Ministry. Yeah. And so we have this whole ministry department now, which we've kind of combined into the Ministry of Youth and Young People, the Ministry of Arts and the Ministry of Parents and Families. Which is super exciting because it's a new, it's a brand new initiative this year and a brand new position as well for you. Yeah. So I'm hoping a little bit later on in the show, we're going to get into um, what that looks like and um, where your work is going to take you in the future. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, we're going back to basics today, Maddie, your faith journey. Journey. We're going to start right after this with where did it begin? Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Marr. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now this is Arch D. Arch D Radio 1079 Live. <laughs> right now, Michaela Howe Jones sitting back down with Miss Maddie Ford. Uh, I don't know why I didn't because, so for people who don't know this, Maddie, you were my youth minister. I was. So this is still really surreal. I know. Um, and even though I, I, I think I only ever used to call you Maddie, but now for some reason, Miss Maddie Ford keeps coming out of my mouth. So I don't know. I know. I, I'm finding the respect now for you that I clearly did not have as a teenager. No, no. I, I no, adamantly remember as a youth minister, like I detested anything with like miss something. So I think I got a couple of times, especially from your um, youth group, I got like Miss Ford. Miss Ford. And I just always felt like that added 40 years onto my life. So I was like, no, it's Maddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Maddie. And And we 100% knew that. It was absolutely to rile you up. Yeah, (laughs) and it worked. It worked so well. Um, So let's actually start off the show, Maddie, by going back to the beginning of your faith journey where and how did it start what's sort of the first memory that you have to bookmark the beginning of your faith journey yeah oh geez first memory um I think I've got like a collection of a lot so um I've been really lucky uh, to have grown up in a really Irish Catholic Mm. sort of family so there were lots of aunts and uncles and cousins and you know the sort of Irish Catholic family like no matter where I go in the world I cannot escape um to the point where I went to um the Philippines on a school immersion when I was in year 11 and didn't realize I actually met my cousin who was like visiting with his school from Sydney to the same place. So we actually like shook hands. He was like, hey, I'm James. I'm like, hey, I'm Maddie. And then we got back and our parents were talking and they were like, 
they've definitely just met each other <laughs> in the Philippines. Anyway. Um, oh, so you didn't know who he was? No, I had oh, no idea. I didn't know we were related. so wild. And there we are in like the middle of Manila yeah. in the Philippines. and Never a better time to use the phrase, what a small world. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> really, truly. So that was sort of my upbringing. And then I'm really lucky. Um, both my parents were involved in Catholic education. So they were um, primary school principals. So my life was sort of this journey of um, going to church on the weekends and like celebrating with my grandparents as well. And um, Easter and Christmas were always like really, really big sort of celebrations. So that was my upbringing, which sort of laid the, I guess, the foundation for um, who I am today and, and how I've sort of come to be, I guess. But uh, I think probably the most prominent turning point for me was actually not um, growing up in, in mass with my parents. I think that was so normal for me. It was something I really took for granted. And, mm. and now I sort of look back and really sort of relish those um, family liturgies that we used to have and all the neighbors got together. And it was this really like, I just describe it as like a pure love bubble of like and just everyone gathering in love and um, eating and celebrating and sharing so much with each other. Um and I definitely, as you are when you're younger, I think I understood, but definitely took it for granted. Mm. So it wasn't until I sort of got into school and this was role modeled by my parents as well. And then I really started to learn about myself and, and my faith and um, what I stood for uh, through social justice. Mm. So that was, and and still is, a massive underpinning of um, who I am and and why I do what I do as well. So um, I was involved in the same youth group you were in. Yes. So um, I, I did Rayma um, and and loved it so much. And sort of from that yes, it turned into so many other yeses, which have just led me on this journey. But the most significant was after I graduated year twelve, I. Um, went to Cambodia. So I was freshly turned 18, jumped on a plane. Sorry, mum and dad. (laughs) Um, All by myself going to a foreign country. They didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I was going, but I was going to have a great time. So um, I spent two months living in Takmau near Phnom Penh um, at a school that the Morris Brothers have founded, um, which is a school for children living with a disability in Cambodia so I spent two months there and I think really being there I started to recognize the importance of being in the background and placing um, people who um, have these life challenges or are disadvantaged um, at the center of everything that you're doing but not sort of being on the platform with them, you're mm. holding the platform together and making sure that they're standing like strong and tall. So there was an, an incredible um, Maris brother, brother Terry Heinrich, and I speak about him often because um, he passed away a few years ago and I went back to look at like my photos from my time in Cambodia and I could not find a single photo of him. Oh. 
but reflecting on that, I was like, that was the essence of who he was. And I hope that is now the essence of my Catholic faith, which was you never saw a photo of him, but what you did see was the smiling and laughing faces of all the children and the staff and everyone that was involved at that school in Cambodia. And so that's sort of what I take away is it's never about me and, um, you know, even though I found myself in the spotlight and on a couple of different platforms, my hope is I'm never taking away the spotlight from someone else and I'm always simply lifting people with me or I'm sort of lifting them above my shoulders so they have Mm. the platform to speak, to take up space. Um, And so that's sort of, I guess, my my faith journey really grounded in, in social justice and sort of dignity for all. Um, and truly and simply just loving all and loving everyone. And that's everyone I encounter as well. Um, and love, I say in its simplest form is kindness and respect. And if we could show that to everyone in the world, (laughs) wouldn't the world be an amazing place with a little bit of kindness and respect and love for everyone. So that's sort of my faith journey. (laughs) If you can make sense of that, the, I can't. The fact that you just dropped like an actual flawless TED talk on love and faith and, and respect and human dignity and then go, I mean, if you could even follow that and roll your eyes. I, yeah. What an amazing experience as well to have like as a freshly 18-year-old. I mean, that is that is some crazy world-changing wisdom that I think so many people are still searching for late in their 20s and 30s. So, I mean, what a what a groundbreaking experience to have at such a young age. Yeah, absolutely. And I know my, my privilege in being able to have that opportunity as well. Like, I'm so aware of how privileged I am. So, if I can do everything in my life to help privilege others, mm. um, I'll do that too. And now... back in the studio with Maddie Ford talking all things youth ministry and uh, faith journey and all of that. Um, So to cover off the next thing, I was just saying before, you have so many amazing stories and have achieved truly so much um, for such a remarkable young person. Um, But when did you actually realise, before you'd gone on to achieve all of these amazing things, um, that youth ministry would be a part of your life? Like, was there a moment when, before the ball started to roll, before all of these things started to happen, where something just clicked and you went, I could, this is, this is going to be my life. This, this is going to be such a huge part of who I am. Yeah, okay. That's a... A really interesting question <laughs> that I don't think I've actually personally reflected on before. So let me try and okay, unpack no, it take out your loud. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's yeah really interesting for me because I sort of fell into youth ministry, um, and I feel like a lot of things that I've done have just kind of like fallen into yeah. them. Like an opportunity has come up, I've gone for it, I've said yes, or like I've followed that, I've done this. Um, and I think it's for me saying yes, but not really expecting it to be there um, and never, yeah, never really having dreamed that this was possible. Like I remember after I'd done my stint um, of youth ministry uh, at Sacred Heart College mm-hmm. um, where I went to senior school, 
I fell into youth ministry there and um, I was working with the Morris Brothers and I was also the youth minister at the school. So it was kind of like a dual role and I got to do the coolest things and I got to meet the coolest people as well, um, like yourself. <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> Just to mention it again. <laughs> um, so it was amazing, but I remember coming to a point, um, as I think a lot of youth ministers do, where you're kind of like, I've worked myself out of a job and that is the best possible thing because you're like, I can finish up in this role and I can name five to 10 people who would be brilliant here and who would really make this their own. But not only that, take it to a place I could never. Mm. Um, So I was coming to that end of my journey and then of course, someone amazing, a few people yeah. that were amazing stepped up and sort of took that on. And um, I moved to Sydney um, to do youth ministry full time. But I remember someone saying this um, and it just asking me, you know, to sort of be, um, you know, you've got to think about everything, Manny, and like you're chasing this and that's amazing and you're so passionate um, and we love that. And you put your heart into everything. But is this your forever? Mm. And I was kind of like, oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's my forever. I haven't, yeah. you know, really thought about that. Um, I All my five and ten year plans hadn't come to fruition or yeah. probably weren't going to. So um, I wasn't thinking beyond. I was just thinking about what I could do at that present moment. And so I think sort of from all these opportunities and things, it's sort of become, okay, youth ministry is my life. It might not always be sort of my career um, because I think by the time, hopefully I get to 40, (laughs) I I might be able to be like, oh, I'm not so young anymore. Um, And you know, there will be all these amazing and gifted and talented um, young people who can really make their space their own. So I think I'll always be involved in in some sort of way. And I think a lot of what I've learned and sort of um, come to do in youth ministry will just become part of my daily life. And I think that's the best thing as well. So it's not only my career, but it's everything I try to do every single day. Um, and so that's really cool. And I think that's where I'm at right now of like, yeah, I don't know how long, <laughs> like it can be a career, um, you know, or where the next opportunity will be, but uh, it will be everything that I am and everything that I try to do regardless of where I am. Amazing stuff. We've got uh, coming up very soon after this, something you've actually taken a little bit of notes for, Maddie, yeah. which is verse of the week. <laughs> Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Moore. That's Tom. That's Raleigh. And now... This is Archie. Archie Radio 107.9. Right now, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about the verse of the week, which comes from Matthew 4, 1 to 11. Uh, and, Maddie, my question for you here today, like I said before, it's a big one. When have you ever been tempted to do something when times were tough and needed to seek strength to do the right thing? Yeah, what a... <laughs> yeah, look, it's a big one. It's a big yeah. one. 
Um, and this is why I took notes because it really sort of forced me to stop in my tracks. Um, I was really lucky that I was given a heads yeah. up because otherwise I don't think I would have <laughs> I would have been all over the place yeah. like per usual. But um, yeah, it, it, for me, it was a really sort of interesting reflection because immediately when I think of like tempted, for me, I'm like, Oh, I get tempted with dessert every night. I'm like, you know, and I try not to have a sweet thing after dinner. I'm like, that's one form of temptation. Um, And then I was trying to dissect like all the different forms of temptation that Mm. I think that I found. And what I came to was sort of my personal understanding that I think a a really strong temptation for me is – I'll find myself in situations or in places, i.e. the plenary council Mm. and, you know, on an international stage and not, um, as a young person, not being able to have dreamt that that was a possibility Mm. for me and now finding myself in these places, I think I have a real temptation to um, stay quiet and like a sort of make myself smaller Mm. because I'm like this is such a huge thing um you know I'm I'm not I'm not here representing myself I'm here representing so many people so it's almost this fear of losing a seat at the table that I've been invited to so there's a real sort of temptation to stay quiet because it's easier and it's comfortable and um the people pleaser in me is like and they will (laughs) like me so I you know I want to appease other people in the room and get invited back and sort of like safeguard that space yeah um and so that's sort of how I view temptation. So um, particularly, I, I um, to, to go back, this is where I go into my million tangents, but <laughs> I um, listened to this incredible speech by this um, professional US soccer player, like former US soccer player, Abby Wambach, who's um, just a brilliant, brilliant advocate and also such an incredible um, sort of speaker. Um, And she really just has some incredible clarity. And she spoke at the um, university, the Loyola University somewhere in America. I'm not really sure how they do sort of the the graduation speak. Yes. Speech. Speech. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You got it. Um, And... So she did that and she was sort of speaking about um, as a, a female professional soccer player being invited into these spaces and into these meetings and being sitting and sitting at the table and being quiet and not standing up for herself and not standing up for um, women as well because of that same fear of um, wanting to stay at the table and preserve this sort of seat instead of, in fact, using our seat, which is why we're there at the table. Um, It's an incredible speech and um, if you have time, it's like 20 minutes long and (laughs) I constantly like listen to it to like fire up my heart again and be like, yeah. Um, So, um, But what she was saying was really incredible in 
it's so um, tempting when you make it to the table to do everything in our power to stay there, but we're not being true to ourselves and we're not being true to people around us who don't have the same privilege to have a voice in those spaces or a seat at that table. So it was kind of, you know, my roundabout way of thinking is I'm in these spaces and I'm not being true to the people that I am here to make sure have a voice. Like they might not be in the room, but that means I'm just going to amplify their their voice and, and make sure that they are heard and seen and believed and loved um, in every way that I can because it's so important because I recognize with my privilege, I'm really fortunate that when I talk about social justice and when I talk about action, I have a choice when I advocate and I have a choice when I stand, like the time that I stand for something and people living these realities in these situations don't have a choice. That is their everyday life. And so for me, if I can do something in my everyday life to ensure that I am constantly putting people at the center of everything that I'm doing, that is what I need to do. And I need to, I'm sort of rid myself of this temptation to um, stay really small and and stay really quiet and be like, I'm here, I'm here, (laughs) I'm just going to plant myself down here and like try move me now. Um, So I guess an example of that definitely was the the second um, gathering of the plenary council in. I recognize my privilege. I recognize the sort of enormity of it. And I also recognize the importance of making sure people were in the room, even if they weren't in the room. Um, And so what I chose to do was wear my heart on my sleeve and wear people's stories um, on T-shirts. So um, I had like for every day, I had a different story that I was representing and making sure Um, was seen because a lot of people a lot of the details of the plenary council were really closed because it was a closed process Mm. but they could see the photos and they could see themselves being represented in a way Um, and so that's what I uh, ensured that I did so um, I represented uh, a a close friend of mine um, who was a refugee and and spent her childhood in African refugee camps and then came to Australia and um, had a clothing company for a while so um, I wore her pieces and then there um, was an incredible um, young um, African-American and Aboriginal young woman from uh, Victoria who started this uh, company called the Minority Co. And it was all about the sort of conversation starters in clothing and making sure that we were still bringing the conversations that came about in Black Lives Matter and have since continued um, to a bigger extent, extent um, every single day. So Um, I wore clothing from there, Um, clothing the gaps as well. Um, And then um, I wore a couple of other T-shirts, but another significant one was um, after hearing um, this sort of personal story from someone that I've met, um, I made sure that I was representing people who had survived domestic and and family violence as well. So... um, it was a really sort of scary time. And I remember every single day that I was putting a T-shirt on, 
Um, even though I was so sure of why I was doing it and the importance of doing it, I still had to seek strength from like my mom and my dad and my partner and like everyone that was at the plenary council with me. I was like, okay, I'm wearing this top, but do you think it's okay to wear this top? Like, should I wear this Are top? Are people looking at yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because it's a really, like you're really making yourself sort of vulnerable Um in that you're using your face um, and you're really making a message hopefully heard loud and clear. Um, And so um, I had another incredible woman, Claire Victory, who's the president of St. Vincent de Paul's. And so we coordinated and like (laughs) made sure that we were wearing similar clothing and like representing similar themes. So having that solidarity was amazing as well. And that sort of went back to what Abby Wambach was saying in this um, graduation speech at Loyola is we don't want silent solidarity. Like we don't want solidarity that a meeting is finished and then you go to someone and you're like, yeah, what you said was really amazing or thank you for speaking up. And not in the meeting you're taking an opportunity to be like, Thank you for saying that. That was so important. I'm so glad you said something. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. So it's making sure we live our solidarity out loud. Um, And so that's sort of, I guess, my roundabout reflection of this this verse of the day is um, the importance of ensuring people are at the center of everything you do and making sure that's contextual it is your every single day um if you have the privilege to be able to do that because um like sort of Abby was saying using this table analogy of like if you're sitting at a table where you have the most privilege be quiet but if you're sitting at a table with the least privilege Mm. speak up Mm. um and so your voice matters, you're loved, uh, you're believed and you're seen. Um, and that's so important. So, yeah, I think <laughs> in a roundabout way, can you tell why I no, wrote notes and like had this deep inner reflection yeah. of like, what has been my temptation? I can only imagine the inside of your office right now looks like it's maybe inhabited by a serial killer with yeah. pieces of paper up Mind on the walls, string, yeah. I've got pins, I've got it's everything. I love that. And if you're checking out this episode right now in the podcast version, uh, what we'll do is we'll put all of the links to those amazing people and those t-shirts and clothing brands in the show notes so you can go and check them out, as well as that speech, which Maddie, you have sent to me. So I did. That's on my agenda today. As well. <laughs> and now, Michaela Howard Jones and Maddie Ford wrapping up the hour. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us. It was amazing to have you in person for the first time on yeah. the ArchD show. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I'd like to throw in another resource as well because we say it all the time, but it's just so darn good. Uh, the amazing work that Juliana Kittle does across, yeah. I'm pointing next door right now yes. in the office next to us on the um, Catholic Youth Podcast is a complete how-to guide on 
on how to youth minister and how to work in that space um, with so many amazing people really teaching practical skills. So go and check that one out wherever you get your podcasts as well. But other than that, we are here every week with a brand new podcast version of The Arch D Show. You can check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest school life content on our website, archdradio.com. And you can find us on social media at Archd Radio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday nights from 9, every Saturday nights from 10. And we will see you again very, very soon. Bye. Bye.